We're in our series called Big. Uh, this series is all about dreaming big, praying big, and believing big. That even in the midst of a pandemic, God has big dreams for you. I can dream even in the midst of all of this craziness. We've been saying this in the series. He's a big God, and he's got big dreams for me. Turn to somebody, encourage them wherever you are, and say, he's a big God, and he's got big dreams for you. He's a big God. He's got big dreams for you. So last week we talked about dreaming big, and we talked about framing the day. We talked about how negativity and all the naysayers can come in and just squelch your dream, and, and you have got to fix your thoughts. So how did you do last week? I, I gave you three ways to frame the day. Those three were having a daily devotion, being in the Word of God, letting the Word of God encourage you. I talked about... Um, the high five of every morning writing down what were the good what was the good from the day before keeping yourself encouraged at the end of your day praying and thanking God for the good of your day so that you could sleep good and then the third thing I talked about was having positive people in your life we talked about the 12 spies and I said there might be 10 people you might have to defriend or hide how did you do I want you to share with somebody around you which one of those was the one that you were working on this week how did it go for you? It might have gone great. It might have been an epic fail. I don't know. I want you to take 30 seconds and just share with somebody next to you right now. Well, he's a big God, and he's got big dreams for you. Joshua chapter 10 is where we're going to be today. If you don't have a Bible, I encourage you to get Version. It's, it's a great app. I read out of the New Living Translation. I also want to encourage you to take notes today. Uh, God is going to speak to you today, and when he speaks, you don't want to forget what God says. So write it down. You can use this in your core group later. You can use it online in your neighborhood gathering or your Zoom gathering. Use those notes we also have a, a daily devotional that goes right along with today's message so you can float this all during your week. It's going to be fantastic. You can get it. Just check your inbox for that. If you don't get our updates, uh, then I would encourage you to sign up for that online. But we've been talking about the children of Israel. God had a dream for them. He took them out of slavery through the wilderness, and then the dream was for them to go into this promised land. And so we're talking about them going into the promised land land. And Joshua is the one who led them into the land. And so Joshua has led them into the land. They're beginning to conquer the land. Things are going well for them. They've had a couple of setbacks. They come across one nation, the Gibeonites. The Gibeonites are like, hey, we know that God is with you. We want to uh, have an alliance with you. Will you protect us from all of the other nations here? And, they, and so they made this alliance with, with the Gibeonites. But then the king of Jerusalem, because they have not conquered Jerusalem yet, the king of Jerusalem knows they're coming, and he knows he doesn't stand a chance against them, so he gets four other nations, and they create this alliance, and five armies are now coming up against the nation of Israel. This is going to be an overwhelming battle. And in Joshua chapter 10, you can read about the battle, and they have this unbelievable victory and crazy things that God does in the midst of this 
this battle that they fight. But that's not the crazy miracle I want to focus on. I want to focus on the prayer that Joshua prayed. And you may be familiar with this prayer. And it's in verse 12. It says, on the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory. Let me just say this real quick. There is coming a day when you will have victory. It will be done. You will be out of your wilderness season and you will look up and you will see your dream become a reality. Encourage somebody next to you and tell them the day's coming. The day is coming and you will have victory. On the day the Lord gave the Israelites victory over the Amorites, Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of all the people of Israel and he said this, let the sun stand still over Gibeon and the moon over the valley of Agilon. So the sun stood still and the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. Is this event not recorded in the book of Jasher? The sun stayed in the middle of the sky and it did not set as on a normal day. There has never been a day like this one before or since when the Lord answered such a prayer. Surely the Lord fought for Israel that day day. The Lord will fight for you. You are not fighting for your dream alone. Turn to somebody and tell them God is right there with you. God is right there with you. Today I want to talk to you about praying big. So if we're going to pray big, let's start by praying. Father, thank you for this moment of worship in this house and online and wherever anyone is gathered. And I thank you that your spirit unites us together. You are birthing dreams today. You are rebirthing dreams today. You are encouraging today. God, today, greatness is going to come out of this day. And we are, we are calling upon your spirit to speak to all of us together. In Jesus' name and wherever you are, give me a big amen. All right, if you're in the house, you can be seated. Well, this is the third week of our in-person gatherings. Uh, and a lot of planning went into this day. Uh, and to us coming together, I mean, that's an understatement. It has been insane. I mean, we have been watching the CDC. We've been watching uh, the local health organizations, been, uh, the state and the, the government, and on and on and on, evaluating the situation, trying to figure out what it is we need to do, how do we need to move forward, talking to other churches. And so as we've come together, um, we began to gather, and one of the things we did is we said we're going to require masks. So when you worship in here, if, in fact, right now I would just tell you, if you don't have a mask on, you're supposed to have a mask on because we are wearing masks at all times. All of us are doing it. We're all doing it collectively together, and we're, you can't see it online, but everybody in the house has got a mask on right now. We're singing through masks. We're listening through masks. When we're in the building, we're wearing a mask. Now, I, I realize and recognize when we do this that some people are like, uh, I, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't believe in masks. I think masks are, you know, I, I understand all of that. And they, they're all over the place. In fact, let me just step off and say this really quick, okay? This isn't even part of my message, but let me just say this, okay? The mask is not a moral issue. The mask is a social issue. And I want to encourage you as a follower of Jesus to have your response be two things, respect and humility. Respect and humility. I know how I feel about masks. And I guarantee you, you would be surprised if you knew what I really thought about masks. 
but I'm, I'm operating with respect and humility. Number one, respect, because I want to respect everyone around me. There, Paul talks about that. He says, man, if you, listen, I'm become all things to all people to reach all people. And right now in our, in our society, like anywhere you go, you got to wear a mask. And so why not? Why would we be defiant? Why wouldn't we just say, hey, I'm going to wear that so I can, I can reach people with the gospel of Jesus. Don't let it inhibit your ability to reach people for Jesus. The other thing is humility. Be humble. Start your phrase like this. You know what? I think masks are a joke. I, I think actually masks are killing people. But I might be wrong. I think every person needs to wear a mask. If you don't wear a mask, you're killing people. But I might be wrong. Because you might be wrong. Respect and humility. So this has been tough. It's been really tough on a lot of pastors. I mean, just talk to Pastor Daniel. He'll tell you how tough it has been. And different churches are doing different things in different organizations and everywhere you go. I went, yesterday I was walking somewhere. I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot my mask. Okay, I got to get my mask. Am I supposed to wear a mask in here? Do I not wear a mask in here? People wear, it's so confusing. I get all that. So we make all these plans, and, and we put everything together, and, and we, 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 all right, here's what it's going to do, and here's how we feel it's best to move forward. And, and so we're moving. This is not how I plan to do worship. But you know what? It, it, we're going to move forward, and we're going to trust that God can even work through a mask, right? Come on, amen? I can't hear you through the mask, but that's okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we make all these plans, and we're coming up to the very first Sunday, and, and, uh, and we're leading up to it, and I have this dream. And I have a dream about the very first Sunday that we gather in the building, and we're back. And when I'm dreaming I'm standing on this stage right here and I'm looking out and the room is packed I mean wall-to-wall people we're way over code way over what's supposed to be happening there is no social distancing whatsoever and I'm like what's going on why are they how why do you people you gotta get apart and then and no one's wearing mask in my dream I'm like no one is wearing a mask I'm like oh my goodness Arturo Liptak some of you know Arturo he's the guy who brought my podium out today he's like right here in my dream and he's got it hanging from his ear just swinging and I'm like get your mask on he can't hear me over everyone else. No one can hear me. So I get on this PA system. Dreams are weird, are they not? Dreams are really weird. I get on this overhead PA system like you have at a, at a, at a grocery store, and I start talking to everybody, and I'm like, and no one can hear me. No one can hear me. No matter what I'm saying, they can't hear me over these tiny little speakers in the ceiling. And I'm like, and then I, I, I'm, no one's listening. The room is packed. Nobody has mask on. We're getting ready to go live. I'm like, this is going to be a disaster. And I look down, and I'm wearing my mowing clothes. I'm like, what am I doing? I have my shorts on. I have my shirt with the sleeves cut off of it. And, I, and then I look down. I don't have my Bible. I'm like, I don't have my Bible. How am I going to preach today? And I look down I, to, for Laura. I'm like, maybe I get Laura. I'm like, Laura, could you go get my Bible and get, get me some different clothes? And, and she's not even in the room. I find out she's back in the kids. And I go back to the kids. We're not having kids ministry right now. And I'm like, what are you doing back here? We're not having kids. And she goes, I forgot. She's standing in a dark room. Dreams are weird. She's just in a dark room. I forgot. I was wondering where everybody was. And so I run out the door, and boom, I wake up. That ain't a dream, my friends. That is a nightmare. When you start dreaming, 
in the early stages of a dream, it's fun, is it not? I mean, you got that dream, that thing you're thinking about, and you're excited about it, and the possibilities, and, and, and just what could happen, and it's just so much fun. But then there comes a point, is there not that moment in every dream where suddenly reality <gasps> hits you, and you start thinking about all the things that could go wrong? With your dream, you're like, oh, my goodness. Or maybe you've stepped out into your dream, and it's, it's, it's not something you're envisioning. It's something you're living right now, like everything that could go wrong has been going wrong. It's in moments like this that passive prayers won't cut it. you got to pray big, bold prayers. This is the prayer we see that Joshua is praying. Israel's got this big dream. They want to go into the promised land. And, but there are five nations that have made an alliance and are coming up against them. And in this moment, he needed a little help. So he prays this crazy big prayer. I'd like for you to write this down. Here's what Joshua knew. Big dreams require bold declarations. Big dreams require bold declarations. If you don't need to make a bold declaration, you need to get a new dream and go back to week one of the series and listen. God has a big dream for you. Big dreams require bold declarations. Look at verse 12 of Joshua chapter 10. Joshua prayed to the Lord in front of the people of Israel, and he said what? Say it with me. Let the sun stand still. Come on, one more time like you're full of faith. Let the sun stand still. Still, I think there's a few things that we can learn from Joshua and, and this big, bold prayer. Number one, write this down, Joshua's prayer was big. This is a big prayer. Now remember, Joshua in this moment, he's, he's traveled all night long with his troops. The sun is coming up over the horizon. He's on his trusty steed. He's riding in front of his troops. Get, get the vision in your head, Mel Gibson, Braveheart, you know, and he's got his kilt on, and he's, he's driving by and riding by them, and he looks up, and he, and he declares, let the sun stand still. I think in that moment, some of his men might have been going, I think Joshua's been out in the sun too long. So often our prayers are small. God, would you just give me, I declare in the name of the Lord Almighty, give me a good parking space, Father. Give me a good parking space. Oh, hallelujah, he did it. Praise be to God. Our prayers are not always that big. We, have you ever prayed this prayer? God, just help me to have a good day today. What kind of prayer is that? God, help me to have a good day today. Like if you come to the end of your day and the biggest thing you'd want to have happen is that you would have a, a good day. Here's one. God, I just pray you'd help things to go smooth. You do not want things to go smooth when it comes to your dream. If, you, if it's going smooth, you're probably on a slippery slope to disaster because your dream will not come without a battle. Your dream will not come without conflict. Your dream will not come without uh, adversity coming your way. Listen, when I, when I pray small, what happens is when I pray small, I start living small. Write this down. Pray small, live small. Pray big, live big. Pray small, I'm going to live small. My life's going to be predictable. It's going to be boring. It's going to be not much. It's going to be uninspiring. But when I pray big... 
I'm going to live big. And when we pray small, we make God small. He's a big God, and he has big dreams for you. Like think about we, we have access to the creator and orchestrator of the entire universe, yet we're praying for a good parking space. We, we need to reevaluate our prayer life. Joshua's prayer was big. Big prayers require bold declarations. So here's the next thing I want you to write down. Joshua not only prayed big, but Joshua's prayer was bold. Joshua's prayer was bold. He did not give God an out. Notice he did not pray, Lord, let the sun stand still if it be your will. He doesn't pray it that way. Now, let me just say, I think praying the will of God is a good practice. I, I think that's really a good thing to do. You should come under the authority of God with all of your dreams and, and anything you want in your life. You want to come under his submission, but let's just be honest. Most of the time when we're praying, if it be your will, we're praying that because if it doesn't happen, I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want to be humiliated. It's not my failure. It's just that God said no. And so we're praying that way, but Joshua did not pray that way. Joshua knew he was confident that this was God's will. How in the world did he know this was God's will? He knew it was God's will because he had a promise. Go back a few verses. Go back to verse 8. This is the promise that God gave him. God said this, do not be afraid of them. The Lord said to Joshua, say this with me, for I have given you victory over them. One more time, for I have given you victory over them. Turn to somebody and tell them, you got this. You got this. Write this down. When I'm confident in God's promise, I can be confident in my prayers. When I'm confident in God's promise, I can be confident in my prayers. I remember when we began this journey as a church almost eight years ago. In September, we're going to celebrate eight years together, eight years of core church, eight years of blessing, eight years of amazing things. Can we give God just some praise for just a moment, just for giving us eight years of an incredible journey together? I mean, God has been so good to us. But when we began this journey eight years ago, it was difficult going. Some of you were here. You were a part of this, and you know how hard it was. We were $4 million in debt and we were struggling financially. We did not know how we were, could make it. We were living on miracles from God. And I remember very clearly in, in 2013, God said, I want you to call the people together because I want to sell some of the land. I remember I'd been prayer walking and walking around, and I saw some land, and, and God said, I want, Brad, there's land here to sell. I sell this land. Call the people together, and if you call them together and you call them to pray, I'll sell the land. I was like, well, how about I just, how about I just call them together and we pray that, that, that how about I just, we just call together and pray? Does that, God said, no, no. Do you want the miracle? Then you got to pray boldly. Okay. So some of you were here on a Wednesday night. We gathered in this room right here, and we had a night of worship and prayer, and then we spread out on, on the land. And, uh, and when we spread out on the land, this is one of the pictures that I took. And this was a sun standstill prayer for our church. It was May 2013, and I began to, they began to pray all over this land. And we didn't pray, God, if it be your will. 
We prayed, God, sell this land. God, make the sun stand still. And we believed in faith that if we prayed that prayer, he would do it. That was in May. You get to June, nothing. July, nothing. August, nothing. I'm like, any time now, God, would be good. September, boom. We had a partner come in, Wesley Investment Foundation. They became a partner of ours. They bought 20 acres of land for $1.2 million. If you will pray bold prayers with the promise of God, he will come through. $1.2 million. And listen, we gathered again last October. Many of you were here. And we spread out all over the land again because God said again last October, he said, Brad, call him again. I've been reading in the book of Nehemiah. God said, this is the promise I'm giving to you. It's in October. It's October. I want you to call the people to prayer. And if you will spread out in the building and across the land, I will show you things you could never imagine or dream. So last October, we gathered. And we prayed, and we believed big, and we have now put more land up for sale. And we are believing and standing in faith that our God is going to answer that prayer in his time. When I'm confident in God's promise, I can be confident in my prayers. So Joshua prayed big, he prayed bold, and then Joshua, here's the last one I want you to write down. Joshua's prayer was specific. Joshua's prayer was specific. This was when Joshua saw the armies, he didn't pray, God, help us to have a good day today. He, when, he, when they were going along, he didn't say, God, would you just give us traveling mercies? He didn't, no, no, no. He, he prayed specific. I need the sun to stand still. Now, I want you to think about this prayer. It's a crazy, radical prayer, but I want to show you how practical this prayer was. Joshua was a military genius. He was an um, elite military leader. He was the Eisenhower, the Patton, the Schwarzkopf of his day. And he said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to surprise them. We're going to travel all night, and then when the sun comes up, we're going to attack them, and we're going to take them by surprise. But when the sun started to come up, Joshua looks up, and he's like, oh, wow, there's there's five armies. Okay, there's a lot more than I thought. So what was he praying here? He's like, I'm going to need a little more daylight. That was it. Joshua realized if I'm going to conquer this many people, it's going to require a little bit more daylight. It wasn't just a powerful prayer. It was a practical prayer. So think of this. It was the next thing that Joshua needed. What is the next specific thing that you need for your dream to become a reality? Many times our dreams are not becoming a reality because we're praying just general prayers. Instead of getting specific, you can be specific. Now, I know when I say that, all you single ladies, you're like, oh, I receive that, Pastor. <laughs> okay, I want him to be dreamy. Um, if you would, make him tall, uh, but not too tall, because I want us to be able to dance together at our wedding and not be awkward. I'll give him steely eyes, kind of like Hugh Jackman, and I want him to listen deeply and enjoy long walks in the park. I mean, I guess you could pray that if you want to, but I, I'm just talking about like, if you need a godly man in your life, if you need a godly woman in your life, pray, God, bring me a godly person into my life. If you need friendships, if you need people, if you need resources, a lot of times when you've got a dream, you're like, I don't know how I'm going to afford this. I don't know how I'm going to get this done. 
pray, God, I need this specific resource right now. This is what I need. Pray for that resource. Maybe maybe you're like, I don't know how to do this. This is a crazy dream. I don't even know where to begin. I don't know anyone. I don't have connections. Pray that God will lead you to people who are wise. Pray that he'll lead you to people that have the skills and the ability to pull it off. I don't know how to do church online. I don't know anything about the equipment. What do you think I started doing? I started praying big. God, bring the right people. Bring them our way. Show us, God, who it needs to be, that they would have the skills, they would have the ability. And guess what? All of those people are sitting in the booth right back there today because we prayed a prayer. They're an answer to that prayer. Come on, give God some praise for those people. So many of them weren't even involved before this. What specific prayer? In fact, I, I want you to, right now, I just want you to share with somebody next to you, wherever you are, what's your dream, and what would be a specific next step? What would be something specific you need to start praying for? Just take a moment start, and share with somebody near you. He's a big God, and he's got big dreams for you. Now, here's the crazy thing. Joshua not only prayed big, he went public with his prayer. He told everyone what his prayer was. I don't know how you would be, but I'd be over here in my prayer closet, and I'd be like, okay, Lord, this is what I need you to do. I need you to do this, and this is what I'm praying for, and I'm believing in faith. Hallelujah. I'm writing it down, God. believing in all this. And then when it happened, I'd be like, bling. Yeah, I've been praying about that. God is good. Hallelujah. That's what I would do. Why? Because I don't want to be embarrassed. I wouldn't, if I'm wrong, I don't have to tell nobody. I don't tell anybody my dream. I don't have to tell them what happened. I don't have to tell them about anything. I'll just close that up. I'll tear that out of my prayer journal and just kind of toss it away. But you go public with it and suddenly you're on the hook. Suddenly there's an opportunity that you could be embarrassed. You could, you could look foolish. It's kind of like Kind of like when you go to a core group, those of you who are in a, a core group, you know what I'm talking about. You never want to be the first person to answer. You know what I'm talking about? I ain't answering that because I'm like, because you know that the facilitators are going to be like, I'm sorry, Bob, that's wrong. That's not even in the Bible. It's a Bon Jovi song, Bob. Whoa, whoa, halfway there, living on a prayer. Come on, Bob. I mean, it's just, you, do, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be wrong. You don't want to look foolish, but... Joshua was able to pray big because he had seen it demonstrated for him. He had seen it demonstrated around him. Think of this. You may not know this, but Joshua, when they were slaves in Egypt, he was just a teenager. Just a teenager. And this guy Moses shows up on the scene. And Moses shows up, and he starts talking to Pharaoh, and one plague after another plague after another plague, and then suddenly the children of Israel are set free. And Joshua's like, holy smokes, he declared that was going to happen, and it's happened. And he didn't just hear about it, he marched out of Egypt. Not only did he march out of Egypt, but then they came to the Red Sea. Anybody know that story? They get to the Red Sea, and Moses is there staring down all the troops. Joshua's like, this ought to be good. And then the Red Sea is here, and then what does Moses do? He raises his hand, he makes a declaration, and God parts the Red Sea. Joshua didn't just hear about this story. 
Joshua, as a teenager, experienced the miracle. The waters parted, and he walked through the walls of water. He saw it himself. And then he saw his own miracles. As he began to pray for miracles, when they were getting ready to enter the promised land, they came up to the Jordan River, and he's like, I've seen this before. This is a little shallower. I think maybe God could do this one. And he prays, and he watches the Jordan River parted, and Joshua and the children of Israel, they go across. Joshua experienced another miracle. They get across. Now they've got Jericho. they got Jericho in front of them, a mighty military fortress. But Joshua's like, yeah, I've seen this before. I remember how Moses made a declaration, and I remember how God set us free from the military elite people of Egypt, and now suddenly here I am, I I can handle this one. He prays, they march around the walls, and the walls of Jericho, they fall. Joshua saw it modeled for him. Like when you're discouraged, when you're frustrated, when you're up against the wall, you've got to stop and you've got to remember the miracles that God has already done in your life. Remember the good things that he has already done. And if you're like, your faith is cratering, if you're in a position where you're like, I just struggling to believe, get around some people of faith and borrow their faith. That's what Joshua did. He's just borrowing Moses' faith. I saw that happen for them. This is why we have to declare things. This is why you have to talk out loud. This is why you need to get around the people of God and pray together. You need to declare the dreams that you have and and what you're thinking and what you're believing for and what you need God to do. What is in your way that you need moved? You need to be around people so that when God does it, it's not just for you, but it's for those around you so they can borrow your faith. This is why it's so important right now. I talk about don't do church alone right now. I know right now you're you're like, man, but I'm I'm in my house and, you know, I I catch it on Monday. Some of you are watching this on Monday or during the week. You're like, no, I I just catch it later. No, 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 don't miss it. Don't miss what God is really trying to do. It's, It's not about us. This experience that we're having here and online, it's not about us alone, but it's about all of us collectively. We're gonna Here in a moment, we're going to close, and some of you are going to have a discussion in your neighborhood gathering and in your Zoom gathering. Some of you are going to go to core groups tonight, and and you're going to have a discussion, and you're going to talk, and you're going to encourage, and you're going to support, and you're going to help one another. That's what this is about, declaring the good things of God, waiting upon God together, helping one another, serving one another. Verse 13 says, so the the sun stood still. And the moon stayed in place until the nation of Israel had defeated its enemies. They still had to go to battle. They still had to fight the battle. And there had to be moments in that battle where they were discouraged or were facing insurmountable odds. Or maybe they were getting pushed back and they wondered, are we really going to have this victory? But all they had to do in that moment was look up. And when they looked up... They saw that sun was standing still, and that gave them the, fir- the courage and the faith and the strength to press forward and to keep fighting. You are going to have to battle for your dream. It is not going to come easy. It's not just going to lay down and let you walk in. 
You're going to have to battle and battle and battle, but I want to tell you there's going to be moments where you're discouraged and where you're frustrated and you're wondering, is this really going to happen? And it doesn't feel like I'm going to get through. And in those moments, I want to encourage you, look up. Like, look up. Because God is watching over you. God is watching over you. He is with you. He is guarding you. And he, like he did with Joshua, will bring you through to victory. You will have victory. Big dreams require bold declarations.